It's the dictionary. Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. You are hopefully watching this on YouTube, and you're hopefully subscribing to this U channel. You're also hopefully, if you're listening to this on maybe Apple Podcasts or something, you're you're writing a review and you're putting it out there into the world, and so people can hear what you think about this show called the Dictionary. Uh, my name is Spencer, by the way. I don't always say that, except at the end. And uh, I'm very glad that you are here. Um, it is, uh, what is today? October 18th, 7.09 a.m. That's when I'm recording this. That's not when it's airing. Totally different time. Um, and uh, let's see. This is, the, this is the last section of page 410. Um, so uh, if you could please follow me on social media, that would be fantastic. It's probably at DictionaryPod. Uh, let's see, Instagram, uh, Twitter, slash X, and threads, and Facebook is The Dictionary. You can find it. It's so easy. It's just the easiest thing to find. Uh, you can call the Google Voice number and leave a message, 917-727-5757. Is that it? Why don't you go check the show notes and see if I got it right? If you want to buy merchandise, there is a T public link in the show notes. Oh, by the way, the Google Voice number, you can call it and you can leave a message. And then I will uh, play the message in a show if, it's, if that's okay with you. And that would be wonderful. Uh, what else? Uh, email, if you want to get in contact with me, dictionarypod at gmail.com. If you have a joke... Any a joke for any word in the future from now until the end of eternity, go ahead and email me your joke and I'll say it in the episode. Email only. There might be a sneeze coming. Hooey. Uh, let's see. What are the other things that I like to say at the beginning of some of these episodes? Um, um, oh, if you want to make your own theme song, I'll put I'll put that in an episode. Go ahead and email me the very short, very short audio file. Um, I think that's I think that's probably fine. Is there anything else? Yeah, that's good. Let's just get on with it. Come on, man. What's with this? All this chitter chatter. The first word. I've I had it's been like five days since I've done this, so let's see if I remember. The first word is the second form of the word encounter. E n c o u n t e r. Noun from the 14th century. Number one, a meeting between hostile factions. Or persons. That's the first part of that. Uh, p people or groups of people who are hostile towards each other. Uh, this is this is when they meet. They have an encounter. Also, more to it is a sudden, often violent clash, as in an encounter between the police and demonstrators. Oh yes, police and demonstrators has have they've had many hostile encounters over the years. Um, but right now, what, what sort of the world is living through as I'm recording this is the very specific hostile encounter between uh, Israel and Hamas, all, ta all taking place around Gaza and that whole area. Um, and it's, uh, it's very sad. They'll just, just, I think, yesterday maybe, or the, yeah, maybe yesterday the, the hospital was hit. Don't know if it was on purpose. Don't know if it was an accident. It's terrible either way. And uh, what can you say about these things? These are these are encounters. Encounter makes it seem like it's 
It's just a fine thing. But when it's dealing with hostile things and killing of people, uh, encounter doesn't seem like it's a strong enough word. But that's how we use it sometimes, so that's that. Um, Number 2A for encounter is a chance meeting, as in an accidental encounter. We just happened to cross each other on the street, and we said hello, and that was it. It was an accidental chance encounter. 2B, a particular kind of meeting or experience with another person, as in a romantic encounter. You can put an adjective, any sort of adjective you want before the uh, before this word, and it's a it's a whole new thing. You could you can have a smelly encounter. You can have a wonderful encounter. All of these are great. Except the hostile ones. I don't like those. Uh, number three is a coming into the vicinity of a celestial body, as in the Martian encounter of a spacecraft. So the Mar- Martian would be Mars-related, uh, coming into the vicinity of a celestial body. So the spacecraft is coming into the vicinity of Mars, and it's like... And that's, that's, the, that's the spacecraft uh, with a Martian encounter. It's just in the vicinity, in the area. Okay, sound effect will be... <sighs> encounter group is next. Noun from 1967, a usually unstructured group that seeks to develop the capacity of the individual to express feelings and to form emotional ties by unrestrained confrontation of individuals. Okay, what what was that all all that about? It's not it's not a structured group. That's kind of interesting. It's unstructured. Uh, it seeks to develop the capacity of the individual to express feelings and to form emotional ties by unrestrained confront. Okay, so it's basically I think what it's saying is that um, you got all these individuals that are coming together in this group, and it's unstructured. And uh, one person, just pick any of them, one of them is there to uh, express their feelings in a, in a certain way, and, uh, but they're getting this confrontation from all the other people. So maybe it's like a, a safe space, a place where you can talk about things and maybe have maybe there's like a role play kind of situation where you're like, hey, well, what would it be like if you were in this situation? Let's express those feelings and those thoughts. Uh, so it seems it seems like it's a therapy sort of thing. Uh, but I'm just basing that off of this quick little description. I don't know. Go read up about encounter groups. Is this still a thing that we do? I mean, this is from 1967. That was a lot of decades ago. Um, maybe we still do this as a society, as a culture, uh, maybe it's evolved, I'm not sure, like, would a, it's not a focus group, that's different, would like, um, sort of a, a, a help group, you know, if people maybe lost somebody or are dealing with cancer, you know, they go into those groups, and we've seen these in movies and TV shows all the time, they're sitting there in a circle, and they're talking about the thing that they got going on, and it's a safe place to talk about your feelings and what you got going on. It's an encounter group. That's probably what it is. Emotional, t- and form emotional ties by unrestrained confrontation of individuals. You're, you're building emotional bonds with other people, I guess. 
Next is encourage. Encourage. This looks to be just a transitive verb from the 15th century, 1a, to inspire with courage, spirit, or hope. The synonym is hearten, as in, she was encouraged to continue by her early success. So she got some early success, and that made her feel good. It gave her, uh, maybe maybe there were some financial things that came with that, uh, praise by other people, say, you did a really good job. You are successful in what you were doing. So that encouraged her. That made her feel like she had the courage to keep on doing this. Uh, so yeah, she had courage, spirit, hope, hope that this is something that she could do for a long time. Uh, we all want to feel that heartened. That's a good synonym. Um, the more people who uh, listen to this show, watch this show, uh, give me positive feedback, uh, the, the more I will be encouraged to keep on doing it. Now, luckily, I haven't really gotten any negative, haven't gotten, it's just, you get, you get a few a few comments here and there, and uh, most of them have been positive, so I'll take it. That's enough to, to encourage me to keep on going. Also, just because I want to learn this stuff. And then promptly forget it. 1B, to attempt to persuade. The synonym is urge, as in they encouraged, they encouraged him to go back to school. And it's kind of interesting. I don't know if this is um, if this is if this is a coincidence or if this is part of the etymology. But the word urge is in encourage. No, not really. Encourage is different than urge, but it is similar. So that's kind of interesting. You're urging somebody, encouraging them. They are similar. Uh, encouraged him to go back to school. Uh, I was encouraged to go back to school. I did some school, and then I was just working at a video store. Not probably the best, uh, that doesn't have the best future, a video store from 20, 20 plus years ago. Um, and so I was encouraged to go back to school, and I did, and I'm glad that I did, and I graduated, and yay for me. And now, now what, what do I got to do? I got to be encouraged to keep on doing this podcast. Um, let's see. Encouraged him to go back to school to attempt to persuade. That's the thing. We're trying to persuade you to do something. Hopefully, we have your best interest at heart. Two, to spur on. The synonym is stimulate, as in warm weather encourages plant growth. It stimulates the plants, the little seedlings down there, to, to come forth when they get wet from the rain and the weather's getting warm. They're like, oh, it's time. It's time for me to start growing. That's I'm, I'm being spurred on. Uh, let's see. Number three, to give help or patronage to. The synonym is foster, as in government grants designed to encourage conversation. These are grants, money that the government gives out, and uh, and in this specific context, they're designed to encourage conversation, to foster conversation, to to help conversation, get it going in this context, in that example. Um, any other examples? I don't know. Just you can use it in lots of ways. Encourager is a noun. I encourage you. To, uh, to, to be good, to eat healthier, to go back to school, to do whatever feels right for you, uh, as long as it's not hurting anybody. You just I encourage you to be you. This synonym information says, encourage, 
inspirit, hearten, and embolden, mean to fill with courage or strength of purpose. Encourage to fill with courage or strength of purpose. Okay. Uh, what is your what is your purpose? Find the strength of your purpose, the thing that you got to do. Courage to find your purpose, maybe. Encourage suggests the raising of one's confidence, especially by an external agency. It's all about raising the confidence. As in, the teacher's praise encouraged the students to greater efforts. Uh, so the teacher was praising the students, saying, you're doing such a great job, keep it going. And so then they, uh, they tried harder and they did a better job. In spirit, somewhat literary implies instilling... I'm trying to not lose my spot. Um, somewhat literary, in spirit implies instilling life, energy, courage, or vigor into something. As in, patriots inspired the people to resist ah inspire inspiration life energy courage or vigor putting putting all those things into a people a group of people or just an individual person to do something make them all excited uh let's see yes in this context they were inspired to resist what do they got to resist oh there's just a few things hearten implies the lifting of dispiritedness or despondency by an infusion of fresh courage or zeal, as in, a hospital patient heartened by good news. They're like, oh, that's some good news. That makes me feel better about my situation, my medical situation. That's pretty good. I, I, maybe I'm on the right track for, uh, for feeling better. Um, embolden implies the giving of courage sufficient to overcome timidity or reluctance, as in, emboldened by her first success, she tried an even more difficult climb. So her success was some sort of climb. Maybe she's rock climbing. That's a saw thing you climb. And now, oh, next time she's going to try an even harder climb. Because she feels like, oh, yeah, I can do it. That one was pretty easy. Now I'm going to move on to something hard. I got to challenge myself. I got to, that's what you got to do. You got to push yourself. You got to embolden yourself. Or maybe somebody emboldens you or whatever it is. Something your climb emboldens you to be like, yeah, let's keep it going. So how, how far can we go? Where's the line? Also, just, just, just working on yourself, challenging yourself. Otherwise, you're just staying stagnant and that's no good. Got to keep it going forward encourage let's look at the etymology because we didn't look at that i mean it's really just from courage that's it we got to move on <sighs> encouragement noun from 1549 it would be great if you could eat a mint and then have courage but that's not how it goes number one the act of encouraging the state of being encouraged you are so if you're encouraging somebody else that's encouragement or if you are being encouraged somebody's encouraging you uh, then that's also encouragement two something that encourages anything words words are a good one i'm encouraging you to do a thing whatever that thing is that you want to be doing i encourage you to do that go ahead and do that that's some encouragement right there that i just gave you uh 
That's it for encouragement. Phew. Encouraging. Adjective from 1593. Giving hope or promise. As in, encouraging news. Uh, encouraging news. Yeah, because it gives hope or promise. Hope or promise for a brighter day. Encouragingly is an adverb. In crimson. Ooh. This is a transitive verb from 1597, and this is to make or dye crimson, which is kind of like a red, a deep, cool red, kind of like blood. Um, so if, if I remember correctly, we've seen in crimson, which is basically to make red. Uh, we've seen in purple. That is a fun word. Uh, I believe also um, in brown. Are we going to see more of these color words with uh, that that maybe start with en? Um, I'm no no. I won't look forward. I won't look ahead. No, we're just going to find out as we go along. Okay, in crimson to make something crimson. Red is more common. Why in crimson? How common are we? How often are we doing this crimson thing? I don't know. <sighs> Next is encroach. Intransitive verb. I think it's just intransitive from 1528. Number one. To enter by gradual steps or by stealth into the possessions or rights of, of another. Uh, and so by gradually or stealthily. Uh, you are entering into the possessions or rights of another. So you're you're going into their area. What what's theirs? You're encroaching on their situation, bit by bit, or stealthily, quiet like a mouse. Hmm. Okay. Number two, to advance beyond the usual or proper limits, as in the gradually encroaching sea. The sea is encroaching on our on our area. It's past its its limits. Sea, you gotta stay there by the sand. Anything past the sand is you're encroaching on our this is not where we want the sea. We want a buffer of sand between you and us, please and thank you. Uh my wife and I we took a walk a couple of days ago down by the beach and um I don't know why. I don't know if it was the tide, I don't know if it was the 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 wind, because they were very wavy, but Jeez, I had not seen the the water up so far. Uh, it was it was way further up the sand, the beach, than I had ever seen it before in that area. And I said, "See, look, it's encroaching. See, look, it's encroaching on our on our regular ground. Stay back, see. Okay, that was that was terrible. What else? So it's all about going. It's well, the synonym is trespass." So that's all. It's about what are the regular limits? This thing is going past those regular limits. It's encroaching all up in my business. Encroacher is a noun. Encroachment is a noun. The word is from the Middle English encroachen, which means to get or seize. Um, from, uh, from the Anglo-French encrocher, which is from N plus croche or croche, which means hook. It's like a hook. Um, and there's more of the word crochet. Interesting. And so I guess if you're like, you, you, you get your hooks in a thing, and then you're pulling yourself towards it. I don't know. Something about hooks. 
and crochet is with hooks when you're crocheting yarn. Phew! Next is encrust, and you can spell this E-N or I-N. Encrust, verb from 1596, first is transitive, which is to cover, line, or overlay with, or as if with, a crust. You're doing something with a crust. You are, you're covering it with a crust. Some, some pizza, what is, is it, the, the stuffed pizza, you put the crust on the top and the bottom. Uh, you're lining something with crust, like a pie, a pie, a pie is lined with crust, or overlaying with a crust or something like a crust, as if with a crust, encrusting it. When I die, I want to be encrusted into a pie. Intransitive is to form a crust. I mean, that could also be like, uh, I don't know, leave, leave some liquid out too long. It might form a crust. It might get encrusted. Your skin, some if your really dry skin could get encrusted, not good. Encrust, uh, this is from the Latin incrustare, which is from in plus crusta, which means crust. It's crusty. So crusty. Incrustation is a variation of incrustation spelled with an I. Hold off on that. Encrypt is next. E-N-C-R-Y-P-T. This is a transitive verb from 1944. Number one, the synonym is encipher, which we just had that. Was it yesterday in the two two episodes ago? Uh, encipher. Uh, to convert into cipher, into a code of some kind. So encrypt. It's the same thing. Um, are there more? Yes, we have number two. It's the 1A definition for the word encode, which... Was that, uh, that was in the previous episode, yeah. Converting something into some sort of code, a crypt, uh, uh, no, a cipher. But what we usually think of, um, now it's not in here, encryption. Yes, encryption is a noun. It doesn't have its own thing. But with the technology that we've been having for all these years now, uh, encryption is a very common thing. You want, it's, a, it's a way to, to change the data, change the data, and so it can't be read unless you can unencrypt it. Decrypt it would be probably the proper word there. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's putting it into a code, a thing that can't be read until you know the code, and then you can read it. So you want, you want your files, your internet files, to be safe. So make sure that they're encrypted. Um, did you hear that pop? Ooh, that was my jaw. Uh, the next word is... Enculturation, noun from 1948, the process by which an individual learns the traditional content of a culture and assimilates its practice practices and values. Enculturate is also a verb, or is a verb. So the word enculturation, this is this is putting something, putting a person into another culture, maybe uh, by force or by their own free will, whichever situation, um, and then they will they learn about the culture, they learn the language, they learn how do you do things, why do you do things, uh, what do we do day to day, what are the things, maybe there's a religious thing, a spiritual thing, 
how do you do stuff? And then they learn all that stuff, and they get firmly ingrained in that culture. They are encouraged by that culture to be part of that culture. And uh, that's enculturation. Um, I don't think I have ever done this. I've just been part of my same old culture for all these years. Uh, maybe someday, maybe someday I'll go, I'll go enculturate myself. I do think it's good, though, to get a little, a little something, a little in, enculturation uh, by learning another language, visiting another a place in the world, just a little something to see, like, oh, there's this whole big world out there. It's great. It's great. Uh, last word. Encumber. E-N-C-U-M-B-E-R. This is a verb. Uh, it looks to be just, just a transitive verb. From the 14th century. Number one, the synonyms are way down. Not way down there. No, like weight, heavy, way down. And also burden. As in, tourists encumbered by heavy luggage. Try to simplify your luggage. If you're only going for a few days, don't you be bringing all this heavy luggage. Simple, simple and light. Do that. Don't encumber yourself any more than you have to. Two, to impede or hamper the function or activity of. The synonym is hinder, as in negotiations encumbered by a lack of trust. If you don't got enough trust there, yeah, that's going to be a problem. That's going to encumber some things. Number three, to burden with a legal claim as a mortgage. That would be the example of a legal claim. As in the example, encumber an estate. Encumber an estate. So are you putting to burden with a legal claim? So you're saying, I got a mortgage um and i'm putting that burden on you I, i'm not sure exactly how that works encumber an estate uh i guess if you put a mortgage if you get a mortgage on an estate that's gonna encumber you in some way yeah sure uh what's the etymology what's the word cumber is there a word cumber i don't remember um this is from Oh, let's see. Anglo-French encumbrer, which is from N, plus the Middle French combre, which means dam or weir. Now, dam is D-A-M, and I think that's the thing, like uh, the dam in the water that the beavers make, and it stops stops the water. So encumbering is, yeah, making it harder to do something, making it harder for the water to flow freely. I don't know what a weir is, though, and I don't want to wait until the end of this thing it's a low dam it's that's what it is it's weird weirs are weird uh so yeah it's just a thing that stops the regular flow of a thing i guess all right what were the words that we had today what were the words that we had today i'm gonna read them to you right now we had encounter encounter group encourage encouragement encouraging in crimson encroach encrust encrustation, encrypt, enculturation, and encumber. What do you like? What's your favorite word of the episode? Go ahead, post it on social media, tag me, email me, whatever you want to do. Um, but the one, which one do I like? I think, I think I might just need to pick encourage. I like encourage. Uh, I am, I am encouraging you to do, to do good things for yourself. 
and others just to do good things. That's what I want. That's part of, I think, what my what my purpose is, is to just encourage people to uh, to do to do more, to do to do to to to, to be true to themselves. Um, and, uh, you know, it's not that people aren't doing it. They don't need me to say it. I don't I don't got to say nothing. But, you know, if if uh, if somebody needs to hear something, if I'm saying something that somebody needed to hear, then that's that's good. That makes me happy. Uh, so I encourage you to just do your stuff again. Just be you. I'm encouraging you to be you, to do the things that you do good and to learn new things. Do, 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 do. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about another movie I watched because that is what I do. Uh, let's see. We left off at, uh, Evil Dead. So the next one is Be Kind, Rewind. Um, maybe it's not for everybody, but it's just a really fun, creative use of creativity. Uh, the story is, um, uh, basically some guys have to, uh, some people, some people have to recreate films that uh, that we know and love, um, but in a really creative and fun way. And and they bring the town together, and it's great. It's just it's just uh, fun. Um, yeah, like I said, not for everybody, but you know you gotta you gotta see if it's for you. It's all about old VHS tapes and uh, a video store. And I worked in a video store largely with videotapes and. So yeah, it has a special place in my heart for lots of reasons, especially the creativity. Michel Gondry also did Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. So you know, he's, he's got a fun brain. I like it. Okay, that's the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening and watching. And until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye. How Did This Not Get Made is a podcast all about the films and TV shows that never got made. In this podcast, we uncover the history of these intellectual properties and walk you through the plot of these unmade scripts to determine if they would have been great or awful. Here's just a few other titles that we've covered. The Beatles' Lord of the Rings, James Cameron's Spider-Man, Guillermo del Toro's Haunted Mansion, Star Wars' Duel of the Fates, Superman Lives starring Nicolas Cage, James Gunn's R-rated Scooby-Doo, and Alejandro Jodorowsky's Dune, just to name a few. Episodes of How Did This Not Get Made can be found wherever you get your your podcasts.